Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Olivia Haidar. And we are your hosts. For the next two weeks, yeah, we recorded them out of order. We just, oh yeah, we just recorded a doozy of an it's episode like, that's going up next week. It's true, it's like Memento. You can listen to them backwards and get the full picture. Exactly. But today we're we're talking about some timely news. Yes, this is ripped from the headlines, Law and Order style. Call Hell me, yeah, call us Dick Wolf. Yeah, we are the Dick Wolf of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about. The two conspiracy theories that are at the heart of Trump's impeachment right. trial. And uh, I have in the notes, so fun. <laughs> it's going to be a really good time. Yeah. Lots of lots of very, like, normal things all happening throughout the, throughout this entire uh, mess, mess of everything. Yeah, it's been a good run. It's been a good run yeah. since 2K16. I've I've just been having the time of my life. Hasn't everyone? I mean, it's been so good for comedy. Yeah, you and, admit. and punk music. And punk music. Just the best punk music is coming out now. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about people have been asking me to do some sort of impeachment episode. Yeah. And it's like covering the actual impeachment trial. It's like how many different people do you want to hear say the same thing? Right. There's really not a lot of interesting details in the impeachment trial. Like, there's different right. people saying, yep, he did this. Also, would I don't know, that would that be part of the, would that be appropriate for the conspiracy show? No, it wouldn't. But it also, from an entertainment standpoint, yeah. wouldn't be appropriate for any show. Because no. it would yeah, just be. It's not super entertaining. Really boring. But there are two uh, conspiracy theories, if that's what you want to call sure. them, that. The entire thing sort of centers around. Right. And we're going to talk about those and about whether there's any credence to either of them. Yeah, kind of the foundational. Right. And the there's only one that's ever really called a conspiracy, and that's CrowdStrike. Okay. Which is the one we'll talk about first. The other one is Burisma. Yeah. But- uh, They're related. Yeah, they are, they are definitely related. Uh, CrowdStrike, the basic premise is this. The 2016 hacking of the DNC was a setup perpetrated with help from Ukraine to fabricate computer records to frame Russia for the hack, which probably not. No, I mean, that sounds like a lot of uh, effort. It's a it's a whole lot of work uh, uh, to lose. Yes. <laughs> which is where, like, so, like, this whole, this this is kind of... One of those, this is one of the items that is at the heart of the whole, the DNC colluded to hack the election in right. favor of Hillary Clinton. The thing that has always struck me about that theory is that uh, Hillary Clinton lost that election. So, right. It, it became pretty apparent that Trump was just going to keep that suggestion in his back pocket right. in case he lost. Yeah. Which. I love that in light of stuff like that, there are still people in 2020 who are like, Trump didn't even want to be president. He really fucking wanted to be president. He wanted to win. Yeah. 
And That's he, his whole thing. And he did. And the fact that he wants to win again in 2020 is at the heart yeah. of what's he, happening here. I think, and I think the idea of him wanting to win the presidency is a separate issue from the idea of him wanting to have the job of president. Right. I think he obviously is not very interested in the job of president, as has been evidenced by how he treats those jobs. Sure. Uh, very casually, I think we could say. It's one way to put it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but the fact that he wants he wants desperately to win in the election, though, like that is the most important thing to him. Right. And he might. Yeah, he probably will. But so CrowdStrike, it's a conspiracy that Trump has been tossing around since at least 2017. Yeah. That's when he told the Associated Press that he didn't trust CrowdStrike and that he, quote, heard it's owned by a very rich Ukrainian. Yeah. Which it's not. No, it, no. The This story came back to life when the Trump administration tried to defend itself from allegations of wrongdoing like right. the allegations at the heart of the impeachment, by releasing a transcript of a call Trump had with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. And this move was vintage Trump. <laughs> uh, for starters, the title of the document, let me just... Oh, boy. So you can see this live and in person. The title of the document, as released by the fucking White House... <laughs> is just the word transcript with three <laughs> count them three exclamation points at the end our world is so stupid that is right off the bat trump as oh yeah fuck absolutely this whole thing is yeah and uh second not a transcript no in the fine print it's a memo of the document itself it's made clear that it's quote <laughs> not a verbatim transcript of a discussion yeah which so uh, that's what a transcript is. You, verbatim is a redundant term. Yeah, I don't know if I'm being too sensitive here, but I feel like the title's a little misleading. <laughs> yes. The transcript, especially with the three exclamation yeah, points. that really sells me on yeah. its veracity. And unfortunately, it did sell a bunch of people on it, its seriousness. It did, which is insane, because it actually kind of made matters worse. Yeah. Because it's just one of a number of examples of either Trump or people in his administration. We're, we're going to play a really great video from one oh of them. Oh my God, that video is so... He's the... Uh, we'll get to that. Just like, they've admitted this several yes, times in yeah. public. And in this memo is one of the places where they admitted it. But here's the part of the memo where things get conspiratorial. This is a quote. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server... They say Ukraine has it. <laughs> that sounds like Trump to me. That is what he talks like. <laughs> and so who the fuck is CrowdStrike? They are an American company hired by the DNC yeah. to find and remove the hackers responsible for the 2016 breach of DNC servers. Right. The whole emails. Right. They were the first to produce evidence that Russia was responsible for the DNC hack. And... Like I said, he's been bringing them up since 2017. Says they're owned by a very rich Ukrainian. They're not. It's a U.S. firm right. based in California. Well, whenever you can say that Trump said that he heard something, you know that that is oh, an yeah. obvious lie. That's his favorite lie cover-up phrase. I heard yeah. this. 
Yeah. Like a two-year-old. One of my favorite details of that DNC hack is how it happened. Like John Podesta just replied to an email that he shouldn't have because <laughs> he's old and dumb at computers. Yep. Like everyone else in the government. And it's like, man, don't give like the government should be run on paper. <laughs> like there should be no computers yeah. in government. None of our infrastructure should be run by computers. Right. <laughs> I don't care if we have toddlers all turning car- cranks. Yeah, just a card catalog. Yeah. Any of that. Yeah. Perfectly fine. But uh, there is a a theory among right-wingers. They argue that CrowdStrike finder Dmitry Alperovich was somehow compromised by Ukrainian businessman Viktor Pinchuk, who was a donor to the Atlantic Council, which is a think tank that Alperovich was part of in 2016. And uh, sure. Yeah. People get compromised all the time. But also, Viktor Pinchuk donated $150,000 to the Trump Foundation in 2015. Yeah. So the odds of him a scant few months later right. deciding to frame, somehow frame Trump or the, who it, knows? I don't know. It makes me feel dumber just like contemplating it. Right. Yeah, That that's the thing. This is like people listening to this podcast, you know me. I'm very open to hearing your arguments for any conspiracy theory yeah like i'm i'm an op- i'm very open to the possibility that conspiracy theories happen absolutely i believe uh, i believe in several yeah this is bullshit yeah this I, is easily proven false it is funny like i was just thinking like man every time i come on here i feel like i have to talk about some shit <laughs> that is just so blatantly not even plausible <laughs> that i feel bad for like feeling like a naysayer because i you know i also you know i'm not one to like trust the government i'm not one to you know put my faith in a lot of these institutions that are not have not earned trust but yeah. like also, you know who else hasn't earned my trust? Trump. Uh, Donald Trump. He is the least trustworthy person in the country. Yeah, and I'm by no means a Joe Biden guy. Oh, absolutely not. I don't want Joe Biden no. to be our next president. He, the fact that he can is continually a front runner makes me so deeply, deeply sad. Right. Just on a pure like existential level. So we have that on the record. Yes. We are not joe biden supporters absolutely not that said the allegations made against joe biden and hunter biden and against crowdstrike are all things that countless people time and time again have refuted in so many different ways and when it comes to crowdstrike the idea that they somehow collaborated with ukraine to pull off this russian this uh hacking of the dnc servers there's so much more evidence that doesn't involve crowdstrike at all that implicates russia so it's it's uh, it's just the thread that people with an agenda come in and pick at right and can find just enough of a gap in that they can squeeze their nefarious agenda in there like you know like can squeeze their own ideas of like this is what really went down and just some of the details of this that Mm -hmm. have been disproven uh what about that missing server yeah there is no missing server the country of ukraine did not take one server (laughs) 
and hide it deep within the bowels of their infrastructure. That's not how computers work. The DNC had something like a hundred servers. Right. And the FBI has a digital image of those servers, which is all you need. Yeah. Like it, uh, it's not like the physical server is hiding any anything. It's all right. the information that's on it that you need. Right. It's it's like implying that hacking into someone's like Google Drive account wouldn't be enough. You'd have right. to you'd have to have the building right where that server is housed to really get to the root. It's like no, this no. is it's the cloud, baby. Yeah. Like it's all like the FBI has seen what's on these servers. Yeah. And there is no evidence that Ukraine had anything to do with hacking the DNC. And, like, whether or not you trust the FBI is a separate issue. I mean, like, I get it, but, like, you know, when there's enough overwhelming evidence at a certain point, you kind of have to accept that. Even even on that count, the thing about trusting the FBI, like, do I trust the FBI – in this case where they're saying we've seen Hillary Clinton servers and the DNC servers and there's nothing that shady on them. I do kind of trust that because this yeah. is the same FBI that two fucking days before the election was like, we're investigating Hillary Clinton again because yeah. of those emails. So like they've looked into it. Yeah. And it probably cost her the election. Yes. It's one of the main, one of the big things. But so, yeah, in that case, I guess I should, in general, no, I don't trust right. Most authority, and I don't trust no. my fucking landlord. <laughs> I mean, you should never trust your landlord. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, in this case, I guess I'm willing to give them the benefit of yeah. the doubt. It seems like there's enough evidence here. Right. The other thing that people bring up as being potentially shady about this is why was some company right doing yes. the investigation? I mean, this is just people who are ignorant. Just don't know be, how yeah, these things work. Just, just pretending to be experts. Right. When there's a a situation like this, what CrowdStrike is, CrowdStrike is what they call an incident response group, meaning you run a system of computers with very important information on Mm -hmm. them. Someone's hacked into your shit. They are like the ghostbusters of IT. Yeah, they're 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 security personnel. They're they're people who investigate these things for companies. Right, and it's easier for the FBI to con- contract with them instead of doing that investigation yeah. themselves. Yeah, the the thing is, the FBI can do an investigation yeah. like that, but why would they? Right, when. Any other, almost any IT firm is capable of conducting an investigation exactly. like this. And then the FBI takes it from there. Like, yeah. The IT department can't enforce the law. Right. They're not busting down warrants. They're not collecting the servers. They're, you know, or right. they're just, they are just doing number crunching and basically like combing through and like taking out the data right. and copying. And it's not, it's all very technical. You know, I don't even, fucking, I'm no computer expert, but like, I know that that's how, you know, you, you hire companies who their job is to do that stuff. Right. Instead of the FBI dedicating time and man hours. Yeah. If you can learn to do it at DeVry, the yeah. FBI doesn't need to be involved. <laughs> like they can skip that step. Yeah. And then you just pass along whatever information you find. And that's exactly. what happened here. CrowdStrike did the initial investigation and then passed yeah. that shit off to the FBI. Uh, why does it matter for impeachment, though? Why do all these liberal cucks, <laughs> Olivia? I think, know. I am a liberal cuck. Why do they think Trump withheld aid to Ukraine 
until they agreed to investigate this because that that is the what, allegation that, here. Yeah. That's called a quid pro quo. Not cool. No, bad. Illegal. Highly illegal. And here's the thing. Why do the libs believe this is what Trump did? It's for no other reason than because the acting White House chief of staff said exactly those <laughs> words in front of a television audience. And we're going to listen to that right now. Mick Mick Mulvaney is one of the dumbest characters in this entire parade. Uh, I'll link to this video on the website. It is shocking. His stupidity is shocking. The physical performance is really important. He is really caught off guard when they suggest that what he's saying is illegal or in any way a problem. He looks like he was cursed to always tell the truth (laughs) liar liar style and uh has just figured it out and this is the first day every time that he's on tv right let's listen to this is mick mulvaney so mentioned to me in the past that the 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 corruption related to the dnc server absolutely no question about that um but that's it and that's why we held up the money now there was a report there you go demand for an investigation into the democrats was part of the reason that he it was on to withhold Funding to Ukraine. The the look back to what happened in 2016 certainly was was part of the thing that he was worried about in corruption with that nation. Then that is holding, absolutely appropriate. The funding. Yeah. To be clear, what you just described is a quid pro quo. <laughs> funding will not flow unless the investigation. <laughs> he looks stunned. It's like I uh, happened as well. We, we do we do that all the time. With uh, yeah. McKinney said just keep digging. He was really upset with the political influence in foreign policy. So he has since backtracked on those words. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, Man, you, you got to try and take it back. He's, too bad you were on television, buddy. Like, he is 100% admitting yeah. that the president like did we, what he's accused and of. And we do it all the time. All the time. That's our main, that's what we do. We're, we're a mob presidency. Which, that part is so insane. Like, that yeah. should be, like, he should have just been impeached right then yeah, and there. Exactly. Like, there should be some alternate route where evidence is that clear. It's yeah. like, all right, let's okay. just, well, you're, you get a golden ticket to Hollywood. You're, you're moving on without having to compete in the rest of the competition. <laughs> we will see you in the finals, President Trump. He would still have a perfectly fine career if he didn't go to prison. Oh, yeah. I doubt that he would go to prison. Yeah, probably not. I, I kind of hope that there's some, it's somewhere been suggested that he won't go to prison. <laughs> After he leaves office, because otherwise he's never going to leave office. Right. He will die in office (laughs) and then his kids will take up the mantle. We'll be be dealing with God Emperor Baron Trump in a giant fucking kid worm suit. (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly, this was all really good for crowd strikes. Stock prices. I love capitalism. Oh, yeah. When uh, Adam Schiff kicked off the impeachment hearings by referring to, quote, the discredited 2016 crowd strike conspiracy theory stock shot up 11%. Great. Which I guess stands to reason. I mean, sure. If there were people out there on the fence about right, whether right. crowd strike was involved in all this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that that <laughs> good for them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, fuck them. Yeah. Also. I was really, I was really worried that they were going to, go under and you know I've, I've been so invested right so many in the, jobs would be crowd lost. strike brand that shadowy group of 12 fucking hackers in a it's, room in california somewhere i mean like 
CrowdStrike is an objectively sinister name. Yeah, if you don't want to wind up in conspiracy theories, maybe change that name a little bit. How about Crowd Help? Yeah, or how about, I don't know, (laughs) Internet Security Technologies (laughs) Associates. Like, just go fucking bland. Diamond Industries. You can't even tell. (laughs) Fucking... Tony's computers. Yeah. Anything but crowd strike. Crowd strike. It's the crowd strike. Like, I certainly want this to be some evil organization with I don't a name want like to, that. I don't want a crowd that I am in to be struck. True. But like, like Blackwater? Yeah. They had a scary name. That and they're a, a scary fucking they are company. A scary, very <laughs> scary company. But Crowd Strike has the really scary name, and yes. they're just some IT pros. I mean, I mean, yeah, they were hired by the DNC. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So they must do something right or B- wrong. Bunch of black hats. Probably. Chris Simsworth is in there. <laughs> so where did this theory originate? I put that in here because the, the really popular claim is that it started with Russia. Right. But that's not actually true. It's a little more complicated than that. Uh As pointed out by The Atlantic, the theory that Ukraine interfered on behalf of Hillary Clinton started in 2016 in Ukraine with a newspaper article that was published in that country. And the reason it starts there, I think we cover this a little more later in the episode, but that article mentioned this black ledger Mm -hmm. that had all of these payments to Paul Manafort, right? $12.7 million. And when Trump and his clan say that Ukraine interfered in our election to try and get Hillary Clinton elected, that's all they mean. Yeah. All they're saying is, well, they leaked damaging information about Paul Manafort, and it might have made Trump look bad, and they're interfering in our election. (laughs) Like, what? I love that. That is not the same thing. I love the idea, though. What What a lovely fantasy land. That after everything that Trump has said and done in public on camera, that the thing that might make him look bad that he's worried about is something from like one of his campaign managers. Right. Like, who gives a shit, buddy? You like, you don't a... care. That could have come out and it would have done nothing to his campaign. You at made all. a spy like our top fucking military guy for a while, yeah. dude. Like, this is kind of minor. Like, yeah, it's very minor. I mean, not my, like, Paul Manafort went to jail. Right, but, but I mean, he no, he's a thing. bad person. Like, Paul Manafort's a bad guy. Right. I just don't think that I have, it's just so wild to me to think that that ledger coming out could have negatively affected Trump's campaign at all. Yeah, there's because no fucking way. That's the, like, because I feel like that's a thing that it, in his, over, you know, over the time of history will get lost about 2016 is how it just kept escalating and how n- nothing could stick to him ever. It's a one of the most bizarre ascents that you've ever seen in politics. Yeah. Like, literally scandals that ha- would have ruined every single other person. Not just people running for president. Like, yeah, just people. Studio executives yeah. if those scandals things, came out. Things that would ruin Every single other candidate who has ever run for president. Like if Billy Bush was the one saying grab him by the pussy? Yeah. Oh, my God. It would have been. It would have been. He'd be homeless right now. It would have ended. Yeah. Well, and like, and if, you know, if he had said, if Billy Bush had said that on a tape 
with like Barack Obama nearby, it would have ruined Barack Obama's political career. Right. Even if he didn't say it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's how nothing, much nothing was sticking. And just the idea that this thing, this Paul Manafort thing, that though, that was that, that's, that, that that's was Ukraine really, being bad. That, that, that could have changed everything. It's yeah. so funny to me. Right. And so that's kind of like, there's all these Russian disinformation groups out there. One of the big ones is called the Internet Research Agency. Yeah. And a few months after that article came out, they kind of latched onto the theory and started spreading it. And that's where the idea that it's a Russian-born conspiracy comes from. But again, as this Atlantic article that I'll link to points out, the people really responsible for spreading this conspiracy theory is the American right. Yeah. Like, they're the ones who are yeah, of spreading course. this the most because it at least attempts to... And because their brains are broken and these sorts of things just appeal to them. Like, right. they'll, they'll believe any sort of conspiracy theory as long as it fits within their... Like, it doesn't even have to fit within their worldview. It just has to rhyme with it enough that they can latch onto it. Yeah, and the Atlantic says it's the American far right, but I would just argue just the right like republicans yeah, no yes mainstream like, republicanism is extremely far right like that has it's been brought up by like in the impeachment hearings yeah still several times even though it's been discredited yeah over and over uh so that's that's crowd strike yeah the other conspiracy theory and i put conspiracy in quotes here because it's never really referred to as a conspiracy theory but this right. is the more more important of the two this is the one that led to the quid pro quo right. phone call. And it involves a company called Burisma Holdings. And even if there's no wrongdoing on the part of the Bidens, right. it is weird that Hunter Biden was on the board of this company, the largest yeah. oil and gas extracting company in Ukraine. Uh, in 2014, Hunter Biden joins their board right. a couple months after getting kicked out of the Navy for doing coke. Yeah. Which, that's fine. I mean, sure. It You know, the thing about this whole thing is, yeah, it's weird that he's on there, but it does seem like a pretty standard case of Washington nepotism. Right. Like, the vice president's kid is never going to struggle to find some cushy job. Right. And the reason it, it's kind of conflict of interesty is Joe Biden was the Obama administration's like point person when it came to Ukraine. Right. So the fact that Hunter Biden got this job in Ukraine after being kicked out of the Navy, it does seem like there could be like he might have pulled some yeah. strings to get him Absolutely. a job. It's not great. And it could have just as easily been this company in Ukraine, which, as, as we'll talk about, was under investigation a yeah. whole bunch. It could have been them who was like, well, maybe if we hire Hunter Biden. Right. That's going to, like, keep the heat off us as it pertains to the Obama administration. Sure. But either way, he gets this job at Burisma in 2014. And that's kind of the, that's the starting point, I right. guess. He gets this job. The founder of Burisma is a man named Mikola Zlochevsky. Okay. And he has been investigated multiple times yeah. over... Allegations, specifically allegations that he procured the money to start Burisma Holdings through crime. Okay. Which, if that's true, do the responsible thing and record a rap album. About <laughs> what, as long as true. you document yeah. it in an entertaining way, we're, all, we're always very accepting of that kind I'm of thing. I'm surprised more of these 
shifty big business capitalists don't uh, do that sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be per- it'd just, be perfect. Just release a rap album. Just do a fucking rap and album. And in the raps, talk about how much you're cr- talk about how you sold drugs to yeah. start your company. Exactly, and that would be a hit album. If the beat is sick, I might like it. The beat's got to be sick. It's got. It's got to be sick. But with all that corporate beat. money, I mean, exactly, they'll be, they'll be able to pay the the best producers. Right. Get DJ Khaled in there. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, no investigation has ever turned up any crimes. Right. And that includes a massive UK investigation in 2014 that concluded none of the evidence, and this is a quote, establishes reasonable grounds for a belief that his assets were unlawfully acquired as a result of misconduct in public office. Again, this all happens right around the time Hunter Biden joins the board. And in August 2014, Ukraine opens their own investigation into Zlovchesky. I want to know what this guy's like. Yeah, he's, like, he's got to be a real fucking character. Like, just I'm just picturing, like, just a real, like, creep who you just cannot trust. Right. Like, he, he might not be a bad person, but, like, there's just something about him where you're just like, I don't know. I don't know. How'd he get that money? No one knows. We got to investigate. Yeah. But Ukraine investigates. Yeah. They don't find anything. Yeah. And this is, like... Still 2014, basically. Right. So all of the, by all accounts, and we'll, we'll get, dig into it a little more later, all of the investigations into Burisma by 2016 were pretty much dead. And that's very important. Yeah. Or it will become important later. But in, later in 2014, going back to then, Ukraine passes a law establishing the National Anti-Corruption Bureau. And both the United States and Europe require the Ukrainian government to fund it in exchange for aid. Right. Which, if you're sitting at home thinking, well, that sounds like a quid pro quo also, it's not. No. It's us saying you need to crack down on corruption right. in your country or we're not going to give you aid. Like, right. That's a standard thing. And so... It's very not specific. Right. <laughs> like, that's, like, I think, one of the key differences. Right. You're not, it's not about one specific thing. It's just like, you've got a lot of corruption going on. You should crack down on it, and we'll keep giving your aid, but you have to pay for it. Yeah, it's it's almost like a pre-sanctions. It's dipl- it's kind diplomacy. of thing. It's like just diplomacy. When we slap sanctions on countries, a lot of times right. it's because they're human rights abusers. Yeah, and we withhold funds and money from them, like North Korea. Right. We don't give them aid because they're bad people, and if they started being good, which. I'm saying the, that the knowing, government, not not the, the people. Yeah, the North people Korea. are fine. The, the, the government is kind of a nightmare. Yeah, uh, just kind of. Yeah, and if that government somehow became better, we'd yeah. probably give them more aid money. You would hope if we had a reasonable government, right? That that's not a crime, right? No, <laughs> asking uh, it's diplomacy. It's avoiding war, basically. And the thing is that part is really important because this is still 2014 and Biden is still VP and the United States is pressuring Ukraine to crack down on corruption. Right. Which would include his son, the business that his son right. is involved with. Because the the implication from the Trump administration is that Biden was pressuring the government to fire this one particular prosecutor right. to protect his son. When the truth is actually, and this is 
a lot of people have attested to this. The United States wanted this particular prosecutor out of office because he wasn't doing enough about yeah. corruption. And one of the factors leading to that was that their investigation into Burisma failed. Mm-hmm. Like after so many times, they thought this was going to be the guy who might uncover some dirt on people. And he gets in office and he's just not doing anything. Right. So not just the United States, several countries in Europe also were like, you got to get rid of that guy yeah. if we're going to keep giving you aid money. But when this all really kicks off, there's two things that happen. Biden in 2016 has two meetings with a one of the newly elected presidents of Ukraine. And it's during that meeting where it's suggested that we're going to withhold aid if you don't start cracking down on corruption. And in particular, you need to fire Victor Shokin, who mm-hmm. is your top prosecutor. And that's the sticking point for the Trump administration. Their argument is he wanted Victor Shokin fired because Victor Shokin was the guy who would eventually investigate Burisma. Right. And that would bring up dirt on Hunter Biden. But the problem with that argument is that, well, I should add, the that one thing is maybe the most important detail in the Trump impeachment. Yeah. Because what Trump wanted specifically when people say quid pro quo, he wanted in return for this aid money being released, he wanted the government of Ukraine to at least announce that they were investigating Joe Biden and Hunter Biden for wrongly influencing the government of Ukraine to fire a prosecutor to keep Hunter Biden out of jail. And he did that almost immediately after a poll that showed that Biden had the best chance of beating him in an election. Right. That's the big problem. This poll comes out in 2018. That's illegal. And by this point, Joe Biden had gone in front of, uh, I think, the Council on Foreign Relations in 2018 also and was like, yeah, we put all of that. Like, he literally says we withheld a billion dollars in aid until they fired this guy. And... Sounds crazy, but it was us basically requiring that they do more right. to crack down on corruption. But Trump wanted it investigated the other way right. and wanted the president of Ukraine to announce this investigation was happening because this poll had just come out that said Biden had the best chance of beating Trump right. in 2020. And like you said, highly illegal. That's extremely illegal. You, you can't, can't do that. can't lean on a foreign government... <laughs> The leader of a foreign country. To spy on our people. Yeah. Like, he wanted them to spy on Hunter and Joe Biden, basically, and dig up whatever dirt they could on Hunter and Joe Biden. He was asking them, yeah, to do dirty work and, like, to start up an investigation just to kick up shit. Right. And their argument, like, the Trump administration's counterargument that Biden was actually pressuring the government for his own ends uh here's a few different quotes there was no pressure from anyone from the u.s to close cases against burisma it was shelved by ukrainian prosecutors in 2014 and through 2015 that is vitaly casco former deputy prosecutor general who worked under shokin and resigned because he regularly stymied corruption investigations (laughs) so there's that there's uh (laughs) There's also this quote, which is from Daria Kaleniak, who is a Ukrainian anti-corruption activist or advocate. Shokin was not investigating. He didn't want to investigate Burisma 
And Shokin was fired, not because he wanted to do that investigation, <laughs> but quite to the contrary, because he failed that investigation. Yeah. And if anyone out there feels like, well, that's just hearsay. That's what those people say. Uh, also consider that when the UK was investigating Burisma, Victor Shokin sent Burisma's lawyers a letter attesting to the fact that they were not <laughs> under investigation and there was no case pending against them. Yeah. So basically, Joe Biden, if anything, was pre like put pressure on Ukraine to remove the guy who was helping to cover up. His, right. His, it, any supposed he was kind of putting his son at jeopardy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which, it might be the best political move that Joe Biden has ever made. Yeah. Tough love, baby. I mean, it, it, he just got kicked have a lot else the, to his name. Just got kicked out of the Navy for being a cokehead. Now you want to go work in Ukraine? He seems like a problem. Hunter Biden? Yes. Yeah, probably. I don't know much about him Me aside neither, from but this. Got kicked out of the Navy for cocaine and then is working for this company that keeps getting investigated for corruption. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, that's I mean, there's not a lot to the allegations against right. Joe and Hunter Biden. So this is going to be a shorter episode. Everything about the impeachment, though, stems from these two conspiracy theories. Yeah. And Trump demanding that the president of Ukraine investigate them in return for aid. Highly illegal. Extremely. And so illegal. Everything else that happens. And like at one point it came out during the impeachment trial that Devin Nunez went and met with this Victor Shokin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To try and like get more dirt on Hunter and Joe Biden. He is Giuliani a, met with him. Th both of them are so stupid. Right. Devin Nunez is such a moron. Just one of the dumbest people to ever work in the government. Right. And Rudy Giuliani, what does he even do? All he does is go on TV and admit to crimes. That seems to Pretty be his much. job. Pretty much. Yeah. He's, he's a terrible lawyer. He's a terrible lawyer. He's a terrible TV guest. I mean, he's a great TV guest because you know he's going to say yeah. something he shouldn't. <laughs> like, But it might also damage uh, national security yeah. when he says it. Uh, he's like the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, gg allen of <laughs> modern day politics just wiping shit on himself on <laughs> like, cnn it's gonna be entertaining right but is it is it maybe a little toxic yeah you're gonna feel good about being entertained by <laughs> it after a bad guy probably not so yeah that's that's the thing there's not much to like if we were to from here go into all of the uh allegations made against trump yeah and trump's administration in relation to this scandal it would be several more episodes right because they have done a whole lot of wrong as it pertains to ukraine we didn't even get into how they let this ukrainian dude just kind of pressure us into firing oh yeah our uh, ambassador to ukraine <laughs> like that's a whole other thing but it really is just trump is the kind of guy who his gut reaction to any obstacle that he faces is to do a crime <laughs> as soon like it doesn't even he doesn't even think about what crime it is he's gonna do that's just how his brain works he just turn flips immediately to all right i gotta do something illegal to fix this bullshit right and then that's and then he that's what he does and it it's it's obvious that the idea that he's gonna surround himself with the smartest people <laughs> 
Like, you can tell from that acting chief of staff video oh. where the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. We, did all, we do that shit all the time. What are you talking about? That's just how diplomacy <laughs> works. And the fucking reporters are like, no, it's not. What are you talking? Do you realize what you're saying? You are admitting to several crimes. And they're like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? Mick Mulvaney, what a fucking loser. Yeah. Uh, is he though or are we the losers everyone's the loser yeah everyone's a loser every that is the theme of the last several years yeah it kind of feels that way Uh, so now you understand why trump's being impeached yeah that's a actually a very he concise summation he asked ukraine to investigate bogus allegations against the bidens in return for aid money and that's very much illegal yeah don't do it if you're ever president don't and someone listening to this will be maybe one day yeah and if you are don't do that don't do this don't do any of the things outlined no and unless your son is on the board of some shady company in ukraine but and you want to put pressure on the government to investigate yeah your little shithead (laughs) son it's amazing that joe biden comes out looking the best out of everybody in this whole thing yeah because he is a again i am not a joe biden fan at I don't all. want Joe Biden to be our president. I really don't. I really, really don't. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, that's not what this is. It's just like he just happened to be doing the right thing at this in all of this. Like, yeah, he, he just was doing normal VP shit. Yeah, he was doing what pretty much everyone on the world stage was calling for to be done yeah. at the time, which was for Ukraine to fire this prosecutor and actually start being a less corrupt nation. Yeah. And. I'm sure that's happened. I, 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 you know, I can't imagine Just that. all on the up and up now. Everything's everything's going to be great now. Yeah. Now that yeah. Trump's been impeached, that's yeah. going to fix the whole world. We got him. We got him. He's mm. being impeached. He's going to be impeached. It's definitely going to have long-term consequences. Yeah. All positive, though. Yeah. It's all, everything's going to be great. Don't you worry at all. Uh. Anyway, that's our episode. Next yeah. week, we have a, a bonus episode going up about the death of nancy spongeon yeah punk rock history yeah punk rock meet me at the hot topic (laughs) uh so check that out if you're a patreon subscriber if you're not hey fuck you oh right wow wow is that too much i mean uh i get it thank you for listening anyway yes there we go i'll go back and edit (laughs) of course yeah yeah the other thing out that's fine no, I'm joking. We love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, what do we have to plug? This is a free episode. Make this count. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Todd with one D and Twitter. And uh, check out. I got a new podcast called Celebra Tragic. Ooh. It's a podcast with me and Carrie Martin where we talk about the life and times. Of some of history's most tragic celebrities. And the first what a wellspring. I think the first five episodes are going to be about Anna Nicole Smith. Really? Yeah. She's, okay. She's season one. So you're doing like miniseries? Yeah. Each season's about a different celebrity. Cool. Uh, so check that out. And uh, Olivia, what do you got to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hi There, Hi Dar. Uh, and I got a podcast. It's going to be coming back eventually as soon as my life returns to normal, uh, to you know something resembling normal. And, uh, yeah, that's called Lowest Common Phenomenator. You can hear a bunch of our old episodes. Our last one was about uh, if you, if you want to hear two hours of two people being kind of annoyed at the new Star Wars movie, you can check that episode out. Very nice. 
Yeah, the new Star Wars was pretty annoying. It was extremely annoying. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>